Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Can you imagine selling an NFT and then a week later, it sells for three times what you got for it? Well, in my case, it was actually 264% more. Today, I'm going to actually discuss why it's not the end of the world. I did kick myself, beat myself up a little bit about it, but I learned a lot in the process and I want to pass that on to you so that way you don't make the same mistake. And even if you do, that you can see the bright side in it. So as usual, I have to say that I am a huge fan of the Wax blockchain. That's really what got me into NFTs. And this mistake was definitely made on Wax. It probably would have hurt a lot more if I did it with some Ethereum-based NFTs because we'd be talking about just much bigger dollars. But I'm sure that someone definitely did the same exact thing. Let me get you a little bit familiar with the whole uh, process of what goes on Wax. The way collectibles work on Wax, if you're not familiar with it, is very different than with Ethereum. There are a lot of one-of-one uh, projects. There are definitely a lot more generative art and things like that. But on Wax, there are a lot of packs. And these packs are literally just the same thing as collecting trading cards in the physical real world. Major League Baseball even uh, tops the original MLB NFTs that they were releasing was on Wax. There have been many projects, independent and major projects by huge brands that have released packs. And one that I was really excited about to get into was actually fully released by the wax team through a partnership that they have with capcom they released street fighter nfts i was really excited about this first there were series one which were all static images by the time i really got into it and was figuring out what was going on it was series two but series one i'll just give you a little bit background about that when that released they were just a massive amount it was a huge hit and they introduced this whole blending process and a blending nfts on the wax blockchain really means that you take two different nfts and you put them together to make a final version so you have a build card and you use the website to interact with the actual nft you burn that original one and once it's put together with the other ones that are also burned you get a brand new mint of a combined card it's what happened with the board apes yacht club when they had that serum and then you get the mutant apes well on Wax, this is something that is very common. A lot of projects are doing that. And because of the gas fees, the transactions and everything, it just makes it very easy. And honestly, anyone can do that now. You don't even have to depend fully on the Wax team. You can use Nefty Blocks to do that. So a lot of that goes on the Wax blockchain. So when I got into this whole Street Fighter collecting, I go over to the original release date. And I was so excited because they were releasing way less this time. These cards are going to be animated. You put them together. You get the final, like the finishing moves. And it looks literally like the movie or the video game you know the full graphics with all sorts of things and I was just so excited and you can build up different levels depending what cards you put together it could be as many as six or even up to, I think it's 10 cards that you can put to get certain builds so I was like wow this is going to be completely just amazing and of course as you're building this stuff they're actually burning the original cards like I said so it becomes rarer and rarer and because these are pre-minted which means that they actually were already on the blockchain it's not like a foot race series one was a foot race. The first person to craft a particular card knew that they were going to get the mint one, which is the original one. And if you think of it as I've used the analogy of, say, the Gutenberg printing press, the first books that came off that press have a high value because it was the first one. Or even when a modern day book is released, let's say it is a massive hit, a massive success. Usually that first one that came off the printing press, it goes to the author and it has collector's value. 
So with this, with Series 2, they said we're going to pre-mint everything. So it doesn't matter when you mint, you have the opportunity to get a number one mint. So it is pretty cool. You can craft this even a month after its release. And by chance, from what is out there, you can get a number one mint. And in my case, when I crafted, I ended up getting a Power 5 number one mint card, which is, you know, pretty much up there. It wasn't a finishing move, but as far as just the quote unquote basic ones that were not that finishing move, this was like something to really have. And in addition to that, you also get a bonus animated card that was airdropped with it. So I said, okay, this is pretty cool. And now let me rewind. So I can actually explain to you how I got the pricing of what I ended up selling it for. These packs were originally on two different levels. There was the the regular pack, which were, I think, 10 cards for $15 at release. And then there was the Ultra Pack, which had 50 cards in it for $50. So there was that little bit of savings. Plus, you just have the benefit of having so much more cards that you can craft and you can mix together. And the cool thing with it is you put some build cards with these Chi cards or Kai cards, depending how you pronounce it. But they were basically the energy cards. So this was a whole bunch of mixing and matching. And even with Series 1, certain blends that you could have, you would take a Series 1 card. But in order to make this Power 5 card that I ended up getting, I believe it was a about six different cards that I needed to use to put into the build. You needed a start card, energy card, and all these different ones. When I got it, I was pretty excited. It's like, oh, wow, this is mint number one. This is pretty cool. And I immediately went to go look at the market to see what it was worth. And I was seeing what they were selling for. And I was uh, not really that excited at that point when I realized, okay, everything else for this particular card was selling in the three, four, five dollar range. So I said, okay, you know what? Since this is a mint number one, it has to be worth at least 10 times more. And the way I was looking at it and calculating it was based on the fact that I bought the Ultra Pack for $50. So I said, well, if I can sell one card and recoup all of the money or all of the wax, if you will, that I spent on the entire pack, then I'm ahead. And I could take that profit to go buy another pack. And essentially, I'm stacking my wax within the project without adding any additional money. I mean, in theory and on paper, this is an amazing plan, right? Well, this is where it also all starts to go wrong. First, when I listed onto the, the Atomic Hub marketplace, that is like the open sea of wax if you're not familiar with it. I did not put an end date. So that's strike number one. Strike number two is you have the option to either list a sale according to the amount of wax that you want or according to the US dollar equivalent. And again, since this sale was for $50 worth of wax, because this was actually done by the wax team, and you were able to use fiat to get your wax, just use your debit card, purchase the pack, and automatically you get it dropped into your account. So what I ended up doing was I listed it for the equivalent of $50 after the Atomic Hub fees. I worked out the little math, saw a percentage that was going to the project, saw what percentage was going to the Atomic Hub, and I knew I wanted $50 so I could buy another pack. Now, at the time, Wax was pretty hard to get because a lot of the uh, exchanges that is on now, it is not. And while my sale was going on, the announcement was made that it was going on Binance. As soon as that tweet went out, all of the news started to spread. The value of Wax shot up. Now, when I say shot up, I don't mean like Bitcoin numbers, because when I got into Wax, it was bouncing around anywhere between nine cents and 14 cents. Sometimes it would get up in the 20s, but it was always in that really undervalued, in my opinion, place. But as soon as that announcement was made, I believe it shot up to about 45 cents overnight. 
Now, that sounds great, and I was really excited. So I went to go see what was the balance of my account. All the other NFTs and everything that I have, it displays it right on the top of each account. So I go to the account where I know all my Street Fighter cards were, and I realized I had a whole bunch of wax. So I said, huh, all right, well... Maybe I made a mistake. I had more WaxP tokens in the account than I actually thought. So I just start browsing through, looking through my different cards, looking at my different NFTs. And I said, well, I wonder how much that number one mint is actually worth. I'd go to the search box. I search by mint number and I couldn't find it. So I said, wait a minute, what's going on here? I go through all the Street Fighter cards. I go one by one and I still don't see it. Then I remembered I had it for sale. So I rush over to the tab where you can actually see what's sold, and I realize it's sold. And I said, oh, man, I can't believe it's sold. And because I had it set for the U.S. dollar amount, I ended up getting way less wax than I could have gotten if I had it listed by wax. Because, of course, one wax would always be one wax. So it doesn't really matter what the exchange rate is as far as U.S. dollar. If I had it listed entirely in wax and not some sort of a derivative of the uh, U.S. dollar, then it really wouldn't matter. I would have gotten the same amount of wax. So I know that might sound a little confusing, but just use it this way. For example, what's going on with Ethereum right now? A month ago, Ethereum was well up over $3,000 closer to $4,000. But then once the price started to drop, okay, you're going to see a lot of people trying to unload them. And if they're working on a dollar value, well, it's going to be more Ethereum that they're going to try to sell the NFT for now to recoup that dollar value. However, if Ethereum ends up shooting all the way up, let's say it doubles, then it's going to require less Ethereum to actually uh, get into that NFT, right? So with Wax, that was the thing that I did with that. Since I had it set for that US dollar value, once the price of the token shot up, the amount of Wax tokens that I'm going to get to reach my $50 went down by a lot. So that's really where I went wrong. It was really a benefit for the, the buyer because that buyer had a stash of Wax just saved up. So once the price shot up, I, I think it probably, I'm not going to do the math exactly. I'd have to look it up, but I know it was over half the savings for sure. That person was able to buy the NFT for. So really that buyer, it did not matter that I had it listed for $50 because yesterday, no, wasn't willing to pay the $50, but because the amount of wax required to purchase from me was cut in half overnight. Well, now he's willing to purchase it. So a lot of what you're seeing right now with the market, especially how Ethereum, all, really all, all of the crypto coins uh, just absolutely tanked in the last few days. That's why I had to make this amendment and release the episode after the one I did yesterday. If you notice that I initially intended to release this whole story right here, but I decided to push it back one day, cut out a section of it and really edit this part into it. So I'm explaining exactly how it correlates to what happened over the last couple of days. And that is really why I released the episode I did yesterday. So if you haven't listened to that one, take a look at that or take a listen to that, I should say, and you'll see how it all relates to this. And it was just by coincidence that I scheduled uh, to release this episode while all this craziness was happening. But the good thing is I was able to learn from it. Now, going back to this whole whack story, I remember when it sold, I said, wow, at least I got back all my money. So I tried to console myself and I went to my wife. I actually showed her what I paid to get into it and what it sold for. And of course, I'm recouping my cost. So technically, I have no uh, more investment in it. I broke even. Now I can go back and buy that other pack, right? And I remember specifically, I said to her, well, even if it ends up selling way more down the line, it's okay because I already got back my money, right? 
That was what I was thinking at that time. So now I turned around and I go and I purchase that that other pack and I start going through that one. I'm trying to craft, starting to go through it, see what exactly I can make. And of course, nothing is great. Nothing is spectacular. I do a whole bunch of crafting, trying to get some level five cards, but I was just getting some basic stuff. I was getting no number one mints. I was getting no legendaries or epics or anything really. Uh, the finishing moves that were the most valuable ones. I was getting some of those, but like the lower end finishing moves, nothing really that compared to the value of that one card. So although I went through that and I started to then use some of the excess I had over to start buying some more energy cards and some low cards, crafting cards. So that way I could try to hit it big again and it didn't work. All right. Well, now I have a cool Street Fighter collection that I could show and I could just check out and really anyone that's trying to get into the NFT space there's something that I could actually show them a lot of people of my generation you know if you grew up in the uh, 90s early 2000s playing video games especially on the older systems, the quote unquote vintage systems, you know, you're used to Street Fighter, you're going to feel nostalgic. So I would like to have that one to actually show my friends and show them the utility of the NFTs. So I have no problem collecting this stuff. However, the blockchain keeps a record of everything. So I decided to go back a few days later and actually see how is my former card doing right now? The number one mint that I got my $50 for. And that's when I realized only a few days later, it sold for 265% more than what I got for it. And at that point, I was starting to kick myself. Man, I should have never sold it for what I sold it for. I can't believe I did that. But luckily, remember what I said to my wife was, even if it sells for 10 times more, it really doesn't matter because I got back all my money already, right? So luckily, she was there to remind that to me and uh, say that to me and said, hey, remember you said it's all good if it sells for more because you got back all of your money? Yes, that is true, but I won't lie. Seeing it on the blockchain only a few days later, selling for that much more, it did kind of leave a sour taste in my mouth. However, that experience really taught me a lot. So when it came to now going over to Ethereum, looking at some of those NFTs, and of course the price and the amount of money involved in the game over there is way more than Wax, I'm grateful and I'm glad that I made those mistakes over on Wax. So during all of this tanking, if you will, all the prices going down and everything, I'm seeing a lot of people just start to unload things onto the market, right? They're just trying to sell. They're trying to dump. I don't know if they're just trying to get liquid again or possibly if they are uh, in the position where they really need their crypto and they just want to get out of it. I can't really say, but they're just dumping things onto the market really quickly. So if you listen to yesterday's episode, again, just plugging that, <laughs> I did explain exactly what was going on, why people were just dumping stuff and how there was great deals to be had out there. I was able to recognize it this time around and was better in a position to be the buyer. So really summarizing everything that I learned through this whole process is, number one, do not look at it as a dollar amount. It's better that you look at it as the amount of crypto that it is. As long as assuming that you believe that the in the long run, that specific token that it is in is going to go up in value. If you think the token is tanking and you just want to get out of it, well, in that case, throw away everything I'm about to say. But generally speaking, I know I have faith in most of these blockchains that I'm buying these NFTs on. So when they start to go up and down and just regular market volatility, there's red days, there's green days, and there's crazy times like we just saw over the weekend. And who knows what next month will be. But generally speaking, I have the belief that Ethereum, Solano, WAC, and quite a few of these are actually going to go up. Therefore, when I'm pricing this and I'm doing my P&L statements, which is my profit and loss 
how I'm working it out is actually not in US dollars because that changes so frequently, the actual conversion rate, and really it doesn't matter until I'm ready to convert it out into dollars as to what that is worth to me. So I just keep track of everything and whatever it is. If it's in wax, what I paid for it in wax, well, I'm calculating my profit for what I want in wax. It doesn't matter what the conversion rate is. And if it is in Ethereum, the things that I'm buying on the floor right now, well, when I'm going to resell them, I'm going to calculate that in Ethereum, right? Generally speaking, as I said, I expect the value of these things to go back up. So that is how I'm approaching it. Not saying that you should do it the same way, but whatever system that you have, just stick to the plan and just work with that. As long as it's working for you, that is great. But my plan is to just calculate everything in Ethereum. So a lot of people or whatever token it is. So a lot of people will say, okay, well, if you sold something or if you bought something for one ETH yesterday and the price falls 15% overnight, and you sell it for one ETH, then you have lost money because of the exchange rate. But that's not how I look at it. The only thing that I'm going to uh, put into that is to say is quote unquote, lost money or make money would be the transaction fees and the gas fees. But definitely one Ethereum yesterday is still worth one today. And I keep saying Ethereum, but I know it's Ether. I, I don't know why they would name the coin and the blockchain so similarly, and they just sort of uh, mix up. But I, I guess it's sort of the same thing on the other ones too. But at least with WAX, you know, whether you're talking about WAX P token itself, or you're talking about the WAX blockchain, that generally speaking, the community just calls it WAX. But I know over on Ethereum, people will say, no, you're saying Ethereum network, but the coin is actually Aether. Yes, I understand that. And I know some people really get touchy on that. Luckily, I haven't been called out on it yet. But I see the other comments of people that are just way more popular and what have you um, on YouTube and so forth. And people are just really just going after them because of that. But anyways, that is a different subject in itself. So that is how I'm looking at it. And as far as how I'm calculating the value and everything, that is a mistake I learned in the past and I won't make it again. With that said, I hope you appreciate the fact that I pushed this episode one day back to uh, be able to uh, plug in what I said yesterday because I thought all of this information, what I learned through that whole thing, would have been a lot more valuable sharing this a day after what I shared yesterday. So thanks for listening as usual. And if you find this informative or just enjoy listening to the show, I would greatly appreciate it if you left a review. In most podcast apps, right in there, you can actually leave the review or ratings or whatever it is. But the big ones that really drive the market are Spotify and Apple. And it just really helps to show up in the search results. With that said, I will see you in the next one. So later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.